right, it's Saturday, June 5th. Saturday, dog. And I'm sorry, I know. I'm sorry, dog. I'm back, though. I'm back, Jerry G. It's not my weekend podcast episode 50, way. 50. Tostón. You ever heard of Tostón? That's what I grew up, my dad calling 50 cents. I'm on Tostón. 50 centavos. I don't know. I haven't heard that. I don't hear that much, but. I, that, that's a thing Tostón I've heard it in movies I mean I think that was like An old school shit uh, 50 dog Episode 50 And I feel bad for, I feel bad Because I promised myself Dog Not to miss a week Not to miss a week And I went 49 Straight Weeks Without missing I went through Through road trips Through my kidney stones Through illnesses through my coronavirus infection, through hangovers, through juggling a bunch of shit at once, through the movie shooting, horchata with milk. I went through all that. Never missed a week, fool. Never. And then this happens, fool. This happens. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. No excuse, fool. And no excuse. I fucked up. All right. I was in Texas. 10 days, all right? I was able to sneak in an episode, all right? And uh, I got it through. It was kind of weird doing it uh, on the road because I had a lot of people around me all the time, and it was hard for me just, you know, I, I got I had my boys who I love to death, but I really like to do podcasts either by myself or with my kids, right? I don't want to do the guest thing yet, not yet at least, Eventually, I will. I think I don't. I do. I think I brought Marisol one time because we're on the road together, and I said, "Fuck it, let's do a little chit chat." Uh, but at the end of the day, I just wanted this to be us intimate. I wanted to be intimate, and I want you guys to get into my world a little bit about what I do, what I live, how I live, and and then just get you know just go off of that vibe. That's the mood I want to set for y'all. Anyways. I'm on the road for 10 days, as y'all know, right? Shout out to Texas. Thank you, Texas, for the love. Most shows sold out very well. Sold very well. Like, half were sold out completely, and the others very well sold, all right? So I really appreciate that. We're on to something there. We're definitely on to something out there. And I will be back, Texas. I will be back. Um, I had a blast. But I come back Monday, Memorial Day Monday. Como una tardecita, wey. I got here like at what? Noon or so. Pretty much my travel days, guys. When I travel, especially after a long road trip, anything after four days, four days or more, dog, my travel day is like, I don't want to do shit, right? And y'all feel me, dog. Y'all been on the road on vacations and shit like that. Travel days, who are done for me, dog. Especially a holiday, fool. Man knows way. Just want to chill, watch some TV, sleep, nap, recover. All right? That's what I did Monday. Se me fue el lunes, wey. Gone. Martes comes around, Tuesday. Now, the real, now that, I turn into Mr. Mom. All right? So now I'm that guy. I'm picking up the kids, dropping off to school, blah, 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 que la chingada, feeding them, washing, toda la madre, wey. All right? Tuesday. Gone. Damn. I said, shit, I got to get this fucking podcast done. Ya se me fue el martes. Ya el martes en la noche. I was over it. I'm tired. Fuck this. 
Wednesday comes. All right, okay, okay, Wednesday. I got to do this shit today. Wednesday, Wednesday. Orale. Wednesday comes. Start off pretty good. Do the little cooking, the breakfast, the school with the kids. I'm like, all right, I'm going I'm to see. I'm going to try and sneak in there for a little bit and try and do a podcast for. But then one, then I have a meeting. Then I have a phone call. Then I got this and I got that. And then baby's mama calls me like, hey, I got Dodger tickets for tonight if you want them. I'm like, fuck it. I'm down. Yes, of course. Thank you for the blessing. Wednesday, she's fucking, well, the tickets, she emails them, emails them. There's an app called Ballpark app. That's how you send tickets to people. So she sends me the tickets to the app. Boom. 2 p.m. The game's at 6. 2 p.m. Boom. Get the alert. You have four tickets for tonight's game, Dodgers. Uh, who the fuck did they play? I even forgot who they played. Um, We go. Go to the game. Have a blast. Dodgers whooped that ass early. Cardinals. Carlos Martinez, we got to that full. Whooped on the Cardinals' butt. Right? 11 runs in the first inning, dog. And we're there for it. We got there early, fool. We're there like at 5. Games at 6. We got there like at 6 on a 6.10. We got there like 6 on a dot. We're on our seats, fool. Bomb-ass premier seating all the way in the bottom, fool. Like a fucking player, player. All right? Loving the seats. Loving the 25% capacity. Uh, this time, due to the pitcher and the lineup that was against the pitching, there was a lot of left-handed uh, batters. We didn't get as many foul balls on our side because we're on the right field, first base side, right? So when it, and there was a lot of, there was heavy left-handed batter lineup because it was a right-handed pitcher starting. So the Dodgers put up all their left-handers, which included Cody, Cody Bellinger, who had a, an amazing game. So they have all these lefties. So what happens when you have lefties, right? They're gonna when they foul ball, when they foul off the pitch, it goes, you know, usually because they're late on the pitch on a fastball, or even if they pull it, it doesn't come towards the direction where we're sitting. Okay, it'll go to the opposite side, third base side. Or if it comes to my side, it'll go like a different angle, not near our seat. So we didn't get as many foul ball opportunities this time. We got maybe one or two tops and not that close to us. Only right-handers can hit the ball right at us, like Mookie Betts and stuff like that. And he he hit, he did hit another foul ball near us, but not as close as others. What I'm trying to say is that I didn't get no foul ball opportunities this time, dog. And this time we bought our gloves. We got it. We were ready, dog. We look like a fucking little league team out there, fool. Me and my three kids, dog. Four gloves, ready. Nah, that way. Nah, not even close, fool. But we had a blast. You know, Cody Bellinger hit a first inning. First of all, he went up there the first time in bat. He hits a, a single, drives in two runs. The Dodgers bat all the way around, dog. They, like... 12, 13 batters come up to bat that inning. For we hit 11 runs. Capped off by a grand slam by Cody Ballinger. Die. Six RBIs in an inning. Ta cabron. Mookie Betts woke up. He had like two hits in the inning. It was great. It was 11-0 after the first inning, bro. That first inning took like an hour, dog. The game started at six. It didn't end to like seven, dog. The first inning. 
I say this because we have to leave it. Just everything just turned out pretty right. When some things, sometimes things just fall into place, right? And I don't know who's looking out for you. I know who, but I'm saying who specifically, cual santo, you know, te está cuidando. Which, by the way, I'm not a big believer of santos. But anyways, quien te está cuidando. Because everything worked out perfect. I mean, I got a lot of shit done in the morning. Some emails. Got booked on a couple of shows. Got, you know, this and that. Baby's mama hits me up right at 2 when we're about to have lunch. Like, yo, you guys want to go to the Dodger game? So now we have just a light lunch so we can eat at the game. Everything just fell into place. Doc. Dodgers whoop ass. And then American Wannabes thread comes in. Hey, can we record tonight? Pinche Jesus. I have a show on Thursday or I'm busy on Thursday. Can we record today, Wednesday? I was like, yo, I'm going to the game, but it's at 6, and we can record like around 9 p.m., I'm down. And everybody agreed. Everybody was in. So that worked out. Usually there's pushback because we don't like to record too late because we're all tired and it's just dumb, right? But everybody was like, cool, 9 o'clock sounds great. So I said, okay, I'm going to go from, to the game from 6 to 8.30, which is also amazing because we're not at full capacity here yet. We're still at 25%. So there's no traffic. We walk in, we walk out, we get around easily. Los baños, concession stands. Toda madre, güey. Fácil, güey. Fácil. Nada, güey. Nada. Um, and it's fucking perfect, dude. It's a perfect situation, dog. Got to come back home. And the podcast ready to go. We did the podcast. That kicked off to like... uh. Uh, we started like around 9.30, dude. Good times, fun time. Missed the guys. It is what it is. But then again, I couldn't record my podcast, fool. My podcast. So now Wednesday's gone, fool. All that to tell you that uh, fucking the whole week's in the fue, way. Y nada, way. Nada. Luego el jueves, pinche. Pues ya que ya es jueves, way. Uh, Jesus and I had something to do for BuzzFeed. We're out there in downtown LA from like noon to five, six o'clock. Fool, we're there like all day. Done. After that, I'm over it. I'm over the whole day. Yeah. See, yeah. So now it's Saturday, June 5th, 11.30 in the morning, bro. I'm here for you guys. I missed you. I missed you. And I promised myself, I said, you know what? I'm not going to miss any weeks, fool, when I do this, dog, because I really enjoy doing this. I'm getting good feedbacks. People are letting people know. The numbers are going up, dog. You know, I got to see a lot of you guys in Texas. I got I got to meet a lot of you motherfuckers out there at the shows in Alice and Brownsville, McAllen and Dallas and Fort Worth. Motherfuckers are listening to not only the American wannabes, but to It's Not My Weekend also, dog. And I really appreciate you motherfuckers for that. All right. Um, so, shit, I'm back. And I'm back. All right. I went 49 straight weeks without missing an episode. 49 episodes weekly without. And I finally missed. Uh, I almost went a whole year. A whole year is what? 52 weeks, right? Almost. Pero ni modo, wey. Así son las cosas. This one's going to drop even though I'm recording Saturday. I'm going to finish it later today. It's probably going to drop like on Monday morning for you guys. With my apologies for missing a week. All right? And uh, let, let's talk some shit. I, I mentioned, uh, I mentioned, I don't really believe in Santos too much. 
All right. I, I, I don't know if it's just me, guys. This one thing, I grew up Catholic. My parents grew up Catholic. But somewhere around when I was like 16, a lady, a friend of my mom recruited my mom to Christianity, Presbyterian. All right. I remember because it was a big deal in our family. It split the family, dog, right? The family was like tripping out. My dad's side, my dad himself was like pushing, rebelling against it. He, he was mad at my mom. My mom was like, one day she's like, vamos a, vamos a intentar esta iglesia. We're going to try out this church in Southgate. Que me invitaron, me invitaron a esta iglesia, mi amiga. A good friend of the family too, a lady who was a beautiful lady, beautiful, sweet lady from El DF. Very close to the family. She used to come over a lot. My mom and her, like, they were, like, selling, like, fucking Tupperware or Avon or some shit together. I don't know what the fuck these women were doing, but they were doing so. They were hanging out a lot, basically. This was back, like, in the 90s, dog. All right? And so that lady invited my mom to go to her church in Southgate, right? A Christian church, right? And we're, like, everybody was against it. Everybody was like, nah, fuck that. But my mom was like, vamos a ver, vamos a intentar, a ver cómo es, las cosas. We went. My mom loved it, right? She loved it, you know. It wasn't like this hallelujah kind of shit. Because I was a joke at first. Everybody was clowning her. Hey, ya eres aleluya, ya eres aleluya. And everybody was clowning on my mom, right? It's not that type of church. It's a ra- it's At the end of the day, it's very similar to the Catholic church. Very similar. Just que no se persinan. That's the only difference, doc. No se persinan. They just pray a lot more. And they read the Bible verses more. And they sing a few more songs. That's all. Same shit. The pastor was dope as hell. He was a super nice guy. Though. I think that's what my mom really fell in love. Era un viejito from Guadalajara, güey. Uh, Señor Nicolás. Yeah. Mm. One of the reasons I named my son Nicolás was because of that man. He was entirely it, but he was one of the reasons I, I, I okayed Nicolás to be named Nicolás because of that man. That man was a beautiful man, a beautiful heart of gold man. I mean, this guy, this guy was the real deal. I mean, this guy loved Jesus, God, faith, family, people. He was a beautiful, like older gentleman, like in his late 50s, early 60s, heavy set, jolly looking like a Santa Claus man. Had a great, great uh, swag. Like this guy knew how to talk. He, like, he just didn't talk bullshit, dog. He talked, and, like, he was funny. He had, like, this Mexican lingo talk, like, trying to be a little cool, you know, like, the young people liked him, the old people liked him, everybody liked him, man, you know, don't, Pastor Nick, and he was, he spoke English, like, he, he knew English, but obviously Mexican as fuck as well, so he knew how to speak both languages, and he could relate, he threw in some English verses, Spanish verses, and he just wrote, relate with everybody and everybody. Dog. Yo, en ese tiempo, I was like 16. I was like a little wannabe thug, right? I was out there in the streets. I was out there trying to get drunk already, getting high, chasing pussy, trying to be a fucking bad boy, supposedly, way at, at that age, 15, 16. Hanging out with the cholos all day, with the thugs. And so for me, it was like, what the fuck is this guy going to do, dog? Fuck this, you know? But this guy, he won me over fast, dog. But I still, I didn't like going to that church because first of all, it was kind of far. It was in Southgate. We lived in HP. 
And so we got to wake up earlier, and those and their services are like two hours or like an hour and a half. With it, they were like at nine o'clock in the morning to like ten thirty eleven. You're getting out, dog. And after eleven, there's always like meeting greets, and you gotta go to the cafeteria, and like there was always food. So we were there like from we would wake up like at eight o'clock in the morning on Sunday, drive out at eight thirty, be there at nine. Out of the serve like eleven, an hour and a half is a long time to be sitting down. Two hours, Kasi way. To be sitting inside the service, dog. And then after that, you're starving. And you want to go home or go get something to eat. But no, you got to go eat cookies and coffee and tea and snacks and shit. I'm like, fool, I want real fucking food. We didn't leave. So we're there from like 9 to like 1 p.m. That's where they fucked up. That's where I was like, nah, I'm good. I ain't come. My dad too, like, nah, Charlie, fuck that shit. I ain't going to that shit. Everybody, everybody pushed back. My mom, though, my mom loved it. My mom was sold. She had made friends. She believed it. They gave her a brand new Bible way. And uh, she was all about it, dog. She was all about it, fool. And I was like, eh. At Catholic church, fool, we just go. And this is part of my mom's argument. You know? At Catholic church, you just go una hora exactamente, we. From 10 to 11. 10 to 11. You knew when it started. You knew when it ended. 10 to 11. And that was part of my mom's argument. My mom's argument was like, see, sí, exactamente. This is way it's no más. Like, they don't say, she didn't say way it's, but it's, allí te quieren que no más llegues. Te van a decir unos poquitas cosas y ponle dinero aquí, ponle dinero. ¿Cuántas veces los preguntan por dinero en esa iglesia? Uh, two, three times. Dos, tres veces. Limosna, limosna. Aquí, aquí. Estás ahí una hora and you're dropping money. Y, y, y they rushing you out Like, hey, apúrense, apúrense Métanse, métanse, bla, bla, bla Las palabras de Dios O sea, persínense Levántense, enciéndense Levántense Cantar una canción Y vámonos Like, what are you getting at my mom's point? That was my mom's argument with us What are you getting out of that? Like, what are you getting? You're just doing the do You're just doing your duty Going, not getting anything faithfully faith Out of faith And it's just a routine Es una rutina cada semana siempre la misma rutina. Llegar, sentarse, persinarse, Padre Nuestro, uh, this, that, and get the hell out. Limosna, limosna, get the hell out. Next, next hour, on 11 o'clock, next group of people. Next group of people. He goes, es un negocio, es un negocio. Aquí, por lo, por lo menos, te conocen, te hablan, puedes tener consejería, puedes hablar con el pastor, have a one-on-one, -on -one, pray for specific things, this and that. So that was her argument. My mom was like, nah, man, this is the way. This is the way. This is better. It's the same thing. We're still, we're still worshiping the same God. We still worship Jesus. We still worship God. We just don't worship saints. Los santos no son, it's not, it's nothing in the Bible about santos or whatever. I, I don't know, guys, again, I don't remember, I don't really, honestly, I've probably read the Bible once in my life. All right, but not even the whole thing. But that was her argument. Like, Santos are not real. All we need to put, we have to just concentrate on Jesus. Just concentrate on praying to Jesus and praying to God. That is what this is church is about. And and there's a family feel. People really care for each other. You read, Somebody's in need. You go to their house. You help. You pray. You do what you can for these people. Aquí in Catholic people, you're just sitting next to Strangers every week who you have no idea who they are, 
Like they don't care about you. Nobody cares about each other. The, you don't like the priest. You can't even really spend any time with him or talk to him and ask him things, question things. Aquí, everything is like so. That was her thing for, and I was like, I was just like, I was honestly, I was just kind of middle. That because my mom made some sense, and I also like the Catholic side. For I like both sides. For my dad stuck to his guns. He says, "Now you're so Catholic, I'm gonna keep going to Catholic shit." But my dad never went to church anyway. For <laughs> like, he just once my mom started going to Catholic church, he stopped going to Catholic church. He just stayed home, watched soccer games. What he did. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you think now. My mom still goes, but she's older now. She's slower. She's old. She's her early 70s now. So she has to rely on people to take her to church. And obviously no one's really around for that as often. So every once in a while, she'll talk my sisters into taking her. So my sister will take her here like once a month now. She'll go like once a month. But obviously, oh, uh, just to finish off, El Señor Nicolás, El Pastor, he passed away. He passed away. So we're talking about the 90s. I was like 16, fool. So it was like 1996. So he passed away like early 2000s, like 01, 02. He passed away. Um, I was in my early 20s and stuff by then. And I felt really bad. He was a really sweet man. After he passed away, there was a new pastor, not as cool. He was like from Ecuador or some Bolivia or some shit. And he, was, he didn't have the swag. He didn't have the charisma. It, he was just more dry. And that's it. I was, I like I felt like my whole, the whole church, that whole, uh, what, is, what is that called? fell apart to be honest with you everybody started going their own way separate ways with different churches and um, so my mom just kept looking for other churches to go like people would recommend a, a place to go one in Bell one in Cudahy one in HP whatever and she would just go to the Downing they went to Downing for a little bit so they would go like to different churches and so it was just like nah I'm almost out but then I'm, by then I'm in my 20s I'm doing my thing alright I'm doing my own thing honestly I would only go to church like on Easter Mother's Day and Christmas that's it. Easter, Mother's Day, Christmas for my mama. And, uh, yeah. So I've never been a hardcore religious person. I like to pay attention to it a little bit. I believe in it, obviously. But uh, I wish I could do more of that. But, eh, quien sabe, you know, la, la, vida, la vida es algo. But, you know, as long as you have strong faith in what you believe in, I think that takes you a long way too, right? I just want to go to heaven somehow. Uh, but that's that. And uh, let me know what you think. But yeah, the saints thing, they talked me into the, they talked me out of the saints, believing in the saints. They're like, saints are just good people who helped Jesus or who, or good people who did good deeds. But they're not like, you shouldn't be praying to them. They're just helpers. Like, they're just, they're not even, san they're not, there's, they, they're not in milagros. There's no such thing as other people doing milagros. The only person that could do milagros is Jesus. Jesus, he, only he can do miracles, not other people. You know, and so includes La Virgen. So La Virgen, I'm a little skeptical here and there. Like La Virgen, La Virgen, she's just a spiritual guide, but it's not like she's a God you have to pray to. You're losing focus. The focus has to be on Jesus at all times. And they sold me on that. I was like, yeah, that's right. Like those, that's what I should be putting my my effort in, right? My energy on. Why am I like? Why do I have to learn about all these hundreds of thousands of saints? Some of those saints lose their saintship, like they're not saints anymore, dog. Uh, so I don't know, right? Like I, I don't know, doc. I'm not an atheist or nothing like that. I love Jesus, all all good, but there are some crazy stuff in that whole movie. But anyways, let's take a break. All right, show. Sure. 
Yo, my comedy album, It's Not My Weekend, is playing exclusively on Pandora right now. You can listen to it entirely on demand and for free by just searching for it on the app. You can listen to it spinning all day, any day, 24 hours on Sirius XM comedy stations all night and all day. Sirius XM and Pandora is the audio home for comedy fans with tons of exclusive comedy albums and original comedy content. Check me out right there, bro. Just search my name. It'll pop up. Late. All right, all right. I'm back. I'm back. And it's still Saturday. It's still June 5th. Yes, I'm recording this on a Saturday. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to drop it early Monday to make up for my tardiness. Well, lack of. Lack of episode this last week. It won't happen again. At least I'm going to do my best for that shit not to happen again. I'm actually kind of low-key upset at myself for that. But uh, I hope you guys are having a wonderful weekend. Uh, we got Mayweather fighting tomorrow against one of them fools, one of them dickheads. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I was wa- I wanted to see it. I wanted to watch it. But then I heard that they're not even going to keep score. There's not going to be no winner pronounced. Que la chingada. No mames. If that's not a money grab, I don't know what is. I don't know what is, dog. So now it kind of tells me that they're not even going to try and hurt each other, fool. Like, I don't see... I, I don't know if it's Jake Paul or what, Luke Paul. Which Paul is fucking going to do it? John Paul. I don't know which Paul is going to fight. But one of these fools is going to fight tomorrow against Mayweather. I don't see him winning. I don't see him coming close to fucking Mayweather's speed, agility. But then again, Mayweather is not one to, like, knock motherfuckers out on their ass. So it's going to be interesting. And, and again, I wanted to see it, but once he said there's not going to be no winner announced, then what the fuck am I doing? It's a money grab, dog. So I'm going to be on Ontario tomorrow. They got a fire stick. Hopefully it's on the fire. If it's on the fire stick, of course I'm there. But... I ain't paying no fuck. I don't even know how much it is. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know how much this shit's going to be. It's going to be garbage regardless. I'm sure it's going to get leaked. I'll wait for that if I don't see it on Firestick because it, it's bullshit, dog. And if you guys are still porting this shit, it's lo que me aguita, wey. Es lo que es cierto de la gente, wey. Y así somos todos. Yo soy igual, wey. I'm the same, dog. I'm not talking shit. But... You know, American Wannabe's got a Patreon. We ask for your support, and we have support. We have support, and I appreciate you motherfuckers who do support us. You know, we got about 100 people, close to 100 people on, on Patreon, but we got thousands and thousands of listeners, dog. We got over 5,000 downloads an episode, fool. Total, when you add up all the, all the downloads from all the, the fucking outlets, right? So that's pretty damn good. Uh, one reason we don't have that, like, we don't have the fucking... The commercials and all these, like, the sponsorships because we've got to be hitting over 10,000 consistently. We've hit over 10,000 total listens, but it takes a while to get there, right? But we have consistently about 5,000 to 7,000 every episode, dog. That includes iTunes, Spotify, toda la madre, wey. every anchor, every, everywhere you listen to it, right? It'll include it. But... What I'm trying to get at is like we got a Patreon, we got almost 100 people, and we love every witch, every witch and one of you guys, right? Pero, pero, you know, when a motherfucker like Mayweather and Paul, 
come out with a fight. Here comes everybody to throw their money on that shit, dog. And that's what bothers me a little bit because it's a little offensive, especially for Jake Paul. I get it for, I get it for Mayweather, dog. He's a real fucking professional boxer. But for Jake Paul, dig, he's a fucking whack ass YouTuber, dog. You know my man's way, but I guess, like, I guess. Right, people, people. I can't get mad at the hustle. I'm used to the hustle. It's the life that we're in. It's the world that we live in. I get it. We can work harder to do to be that those people, those petty ass motherfuckers, dog. But we're not gonna be that, dog. We're gonna keep it as organic and authentic as possible for you, motherfuckers. We're gonna keep it real. We're we don't, you know. It's just I don't know, dog. I don't even know why I'm talking shit. I don't know why I'm talking shit. I, I'm good where I'm at. I like it. I'm comfortable. I appreciate all the love. I, I'm I'm in my own lane, and I like my lane. Obviously, I want more. We all want more, but it'll get there with hard work, determination, commitment, toda la madre, focus, way. It's all good. No no Especially after these 10 days in Texas, dog. Mad love. Fool. Felt the love out there from every one of those little towns, cities, big cities, little cities. There was love, there was listeners, there was fans, there was real people out there showing the love. And see, wait, I, I can't speak highly enough, dog. I can't. I can't. So, like, there's nothing to complain about. Fool. I'm blessed. I'm good. And let's go on, all right? With that said, I was reading, I want to share something I was reading the other day, uh, earlier today, actually. I came across this article on TMZ from the motherfucker Cat Williams spoke, and he said, let me see if I can find the article for you guys, Don. He was on TMZ, and he was talking about canceled culture, right? He said, Cat Williams challenges comedians to be better. Talks canceled culture. It's an article if you haven't seen it. It says, Cat Williams to comics at large. Chill on canceled culture outrage. Time to be better in 2021. Cat Williams has a challenge for all comedians who are griping about the state of comedy in 2021. Because of so-called cancel culture. Do better. Be better. And be funnier. Bro. Bro. That's what I preach, dog. That's what I tell all these motherfuckers, dog. I preach the same. But I do hate cancel culture. I fucking hate it. Right? I hate that you can't... You gotta be... You're walking on eggshells. Being careful what you say. How you say things, dog. That sucks. It's gonna... It's here to stay, dog. So we have to adapt. And that's basically what Cat Williams is saying. I'm doing that. I, I took it as a challenge a while back saying, yo, obviously I can't talk about. I love talking sexism. I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious, right? Because at the end of the day, I don't know shit about women. Women do dominate me. And I love women. But I'm also sexist as fuck, right? I'm sexist because I'm in front of the 90s, bro. I'm 41 years old. I'm going to have that in my DNA. Right. But you, I, I understand I can't do that no more. I can't talk like that no more. I can't say things like that no more. You know, I got very close friends of mine who are females who I love. I can fuck with like this. Right. I can talk shit. I can say things unfiltered. They laugh. They correct me. They push back. All that shit. It's all fun and games. I love sexist jokes because at the end of the day, I do have that embedded in me. I also like doing gay jokes, right? We grew up on gay jokes, bro. We grew up be calling each other the F word, right? The F-A-G and the G-A-Y and the J-O-T-O, right? We grew up on that. It was fun. We talked about this on American Wannabes. 
But I know I can't be doing that shit on stage. I know it. I know that. And I'm not. Right? We also grew up on the N-I-G-G-A word. The N-word. Right? As a term of endearment to friends, to homies, to express your vent, your your upsetness or your happiness. That's my N-I-G-G-A. That's my N-I-G-G-A. I can't, I can't say it. I can barely spell it to you guys. Even spelling it, I get nervous. I can't. Right? At least not on stage or on platforms, on social media. I can't. Right? I'm a professional comedian. Dog. I get paid to do stand-up. I perform. I'm on stage. I'm a real comedian. So I also want to take care of my job. So I know the do's and don'ts. And I'm with Cat Williams, dog. Instead of crying about cancel culture, let's be better. And I tell young comics or colleagues, comics on my level when we're hanging out, yeah, bro, it sucks. It sucks that it's cancel culture. It sucks that you could one misunderstood quote, joke, line, punchline, Whatever can get you fucked over, fucked over, right? And so our job is to be on the defense and work out better material to not have to rely on that shit, on shit that can get you in trouble, whatever that is. Like we know that we can't talk about rape. We know we can't talk about cancer. We know we can't talk about overweight. Now it's people before it was just women. Don't talk about overweight women. That's not cool. That's not funny. Now you can't talk about overweight people, not even overweight guys. You know? Uh, I was doing a joke, so I was doing a, I was I was performing, I think, in Brownsville. One of the comics is big boy who was opening for us. And I and I started like kind of jabbing at him, talking shit that he's fat as he brought me up. And I felt, I felt the people turn like, Ew. I was like, give it up for this fat fuck over here. And I, and I just referenced one of his jokes that he's talking, because he was talking about him being fat. He's, he's not home, even though I just met him that night. He's a comic. I'm going to fuck with him. I'm the headliner, right? I feel I can get away with it. So I go up there. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't do it on purpose. It just kind of slipped out where I was like, hey, give it up for this fat fuck right here. And then I referenced one of his jokes about being fat or whatever. And... People would just be like, ooh. And I, did, I felt I came off strong. It was too early for that. Too soon, bro. Too soon. And see, and that's a guy I'm talking shit about. Imagine to not woman if that was a... Oh, my goodness. Right? Obviously, I'm not going to go there, dog. So I do challenge everybody also. I do tell... Before I even read this about Cat Williams today, I was telling people this already. Yeah, dick. It's cancel culture, fool. It sucks. But if... If you can't do better, like you can't write better jokes, then what are you doing here? What are you doing here, Don? You know? Uh, and I, I get that, fool. I get that. I get both sides, fool. It sucks, Dick. It sucks that we can't be more open about how we really feel about things or how we talk or how we say things. We can't. People are very sensitive. And he's right. And the article goes on to say, that just because it's really nothing. What's changed is that there are more people out there with a voice because of social media. Antes, in the 90s, if you said something inappropriate, no one was able to really express their, 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 their um, disagreement, right? Or anger. 
They weren't really able to... There was nowhere for them to go except send an angry email or a letter to the network or to the entertainer themselves, an angry fucking fan mail. Now you can fucking obviously get in touch, tag the motherfucker, retweet that motherfucker, post on that motherfucker, share on that motherfucker. Yes, you can, right? It happened to Tony Hinchcliffe, by the way. And again, I've been at Tony Hinchcliffe one time in the comedy store. I'm not saying we're friends. We're not. We just say, what's up? Someone, uh, Jose, Jesus Trejo introduced us to each other. We shook hands. I don't know the guy. I don't. I'm not saying I'm a fan because I'm not. I'm not, even, I'm not even a fan, bro. I won't even go that far. The motherfucker got caught up not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago in Dallas or in Austin going on this rant about an Asian comic, about Asian people. I'm talking shit about Asian people. Turns out there was an Asian comic before him that brought him up. And he started talking shit about the Asian comics jokes, his set. The Asian comics was talking shit about himself and his people, whatever. And he just kind of piggybacked on that and went off on that rant. He went off a rant about Asians referring to the material the Asian comic before him went on, right? But that was not shown, okay? All, was, all that was shown is always his rant against Asian fucking people. And I'm not saying it was funny. I didn't think it was that funny, to be honest with you. But I didn't think it was enough for him to get canceled the fuck out. Okay? Um, to me, I just left it. Is it funny or is it not? I didn't think it was funny. But I didn't think it was like the worst thing ever. That's it. That's it. He was just having a bad set. Right? And that's it. It's like kind of like what I did with the fat comic before me. I could have kept going and talk, kept talking shit, talking shit. But I caught myself. I said, whoa. I felt the, I felt the crowd turn. And I said, ease. I just, not, 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 and I, I, I didn't like what I said anyway. I didn't. I wasn't proud of what I said. You know, I was, I was going for a cheap, quick laugh as I was switching over with the mics, right? I was, I was, I was getting that mic. So, nonetheless, it wasn't the right thing to say, fool. And I, but I, I did better. And I said, nope, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to do better. I'm going to fucking go this way. And let's stick to the jokes. Let's stick to the real reason people are here. To the real material. Hinch, Tony Hinchcliffe, he stuck to his guns. You know, uh, and all power to him. He kept going. He went like five, six minutes. I think that's what fucked him over too, is that he went really long and that shit. He went hard and long. Like me with stamina. All right? And that was his problem, fool. And he'll recover. I'm sure I think he's getting back on stage again. He took a lot of shit. But he'll be fine. I'm I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm guessing. He has a lot of good, a lot of strong people behind him, big names backing him up, you know. And I gotta be careful. I you know, I, I'm I'm pretty much on my own there, fool. Like, if I do something stupid, dog, ain't nobody gonna be coming out to help me. Nobody, fool. Ain't no Joe Rogan gonna come out, Mark Marin. Nah, fucking uh all these uh Bill Burr, they're not gonna come out to fucking support a motherfucker. They don't know me like that. You know, so I need to be careful of my own and watch myself. And when I write jokes, I do. I write jokes to try and make everyone laugh. That's always been my joke. Whether it's edgy, on the line, you know, I still want everyone to laugh. Even if it gets you a little uncomfortable for like a second or two, that's okay. I, can, I don't mind digging myself in the hole a little bit and get as long as I know I could get out of it. But I never go dig myself in a hole with material or joke that I'm not sure how I'm going to get out of. 
So everything I do on stage is for a purpose. I was in Dallas. And you guys know, there was a lot of American wannabes listeners. And some of you guys listen to my podcast as well. There was a blind man in the front row. And I was fucking with that guy all night. Because only reason I did, because first of all, the comic before him was fucking with him. And he, I saw he was having a good time with it and laughing. So that was first. Second of all, uh, I actually saw that guy the night before in Fort Worth. He was, a, he was at a show in Fort Worth as well. So, and I didn't fuck with him then. I wasn't sure he was blind, but he was also in the front row. I had an idea he was blind. I just thought maybe he was either drunk or slow or not all the way there or whatever. Or some maybe blind. I just didn't want to fuck with him. But knowing that he came back the next night... I didn't want to give him the same material that I gave from last night. So I started kind of switching it up a little bit, doing different jokes and getting him involved. I got him involved to honestly kind of for him to for him to get, be able to obviously not see a, a different show, but experience, listen to a different show. Right. And he was all about it. He was having a good time. He was laughing. He was being inclusive. Those, those of you who, know, who were there know I felt very comfortable with him, fucking with him. Felt very comfortable. Uh, that doesn't always happen. That doesn't always happen. A lot of things have to align for that to happen, right? I got to kind of know the person is a real fan or is there for a good time. And I'm never going to go hard on them. For, you know, I was fucking with I forgot what I was saying, but I was just fucking with him a little bit with his blindness, right? Uh, kind of like, oh, you, you, geez, I bet you didn't see that coming when I did a joke or something stupid, right? Anyways. Um, but yeah, you're right. Cancel culture sucks dick. It's not right. But it's not going anywhere. And we have to adjust as professionals, dying. And that's what I tell people. That's the advice. There's a lot of new comics who listen to this podcast as well. We have to adjust. All right. Um, some, of, some of the best advice I got a long time ago, early in my career, early, like two years in my career, uh, a guy named Greg Wilson, who is still, still a good friend of mine uh, from the Haha ha Comedy Club. Uh, I asked him how to write jokes. Like, how do you write jokes, bro? Clachingada, right? Back then. And I, I, there was a, a joke I was working on at the time. So there was a joke I was working on at the time. Uh, it's an the HIV joke, a joke I can't even do anymore, right? Uh, about a, a girl who said, uh, uh, you can't come over right now because I may, you know, what is it? Something about HIV head instead. I thought she was talking about HIV. I'm going to give you HIV. She goes, if you come over, I'm going to give you HIV because I'm on my period. And she goes, no, I'm on my period. So I may get, so I may just give you HIV. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, we're texting supposedly. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, head instead of vagina. That was a joke. Right? So I gave, I, I told, at the time, this was like a long time ago, I was writing a joke at the time I, and I showed it to, I was really proud of it. And I told fucking, uh, Greg, hey, dude, um, what do you think about this joke? And he laughed. He liked it. Whatever. He liked, it's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. And I, and there was more to it. There was more to the joke, right? Uh, and he said, no, you're fine. You're good here. Um, that's not funny as this. Like, this is funny. That is not. So stop. You don't need to keep going. You're fucking burning a joke. Second of all, then the advice he gave me was like, there's always, when you write a joke, there's always... The easy punchline, the pretty good punchline, and the gold, right? You always want to reach for the gold. There's always an easy punchline that anyone can write. Your neighbor, your friend, your homie, anyone. And then there's a joke that's a little clever, like, huh, 
It's pretty good. Yeah, nice. And then there's like, oh, what the fuck, right? Always go for the what the fuck, fool. Don't settle here. If you're going to settle, settle in the middle. That's fine. Because that'll just, sometimes you can't get to the gold. You can't find it. And you'll break your head trying to figure it out. And you're going to lose, like, faith in a joke. When a joke is fine here in the middle. With, hey, that was good. That's clever. And that's nice. That's cool. That's a laugh. Right? But if you can always get to gold, try and reach for gold always, fool. And that's always been my mindset when I write. When I write, I always go for the gold as far as a punchline. The be- What's the funniest punchline I can get? There's always an easy punchline, the pretty good punchline. But I, I obviously, and then not many times I'll settle. I'll settle with a pretty good punchline because I do break my head trying to figure out what the f- what else is there? What, how, where else can I milk it? And sometimes I don't get to the punch to the to that right, but I'll get right here. But sometimes I do get to the gold, and I'm like, oh, that's a sweet spot. That's that's what it's about for right there, dog. And those are the laughs that are always guaranteed, no matter where I'm at, where I perform. That's the joke that's gonna get a laugh, no matter. It could be a bar show, a theater show, a Hollywood show, an East LA show, an all white show, an all T show, a black room. No matter where I'm at, the joke is gonna hit because it's gold. And then there's jokes in the middle that you're gonna get laughs like 70 percent of the time. But there's gonna be a few nights where the joke's not gonna do good, and because you didn't get to the gold. And then there's jokes who are gonna be like fifty fifty. Right? Because either they see it coming, it's predictable, or it just wasn't that strong. Those are the little not good jokes. So those are things that we go through when we write, when I write. That's what I go through, fool. Like, what else can I make? What else can I do to make this a lot better? So, but yeah, fool. Cat Williams, at the end of the day, he's right. We got to be better. We got to do better. Fuck culture, cancel culture. I feel bad for those fools who get caught up. I'm always afraid of getting caught up in it, you know. I've said a lot of bad things, fool. I've said a lot of bad things back in the day. And and I say when I say back in the day, I'm talking about last Tuesday, right? I still say fucked up shit. Among my inner circle, people I trust, you know, I've sometimes I'm a silent American wannabes, which is why more and more I take the back seat now and I'm a little bit more calculated on my shit that I say. Uh, and I just let Jesus fucking dig himself in the grave. <laughs> uh, now he's being more careful too, fucker. He's, he's starting to feel a little bit of the heat. Uh, but he likes to go there and I let him fool. I'm just like, you're a grown ass man now. You're 31. You've been doing this a long time. And I just American wannabes, I'm just like, ugh, ugh. And I just, he knows it. I tell him, man, that's all you, fool. That's all you, dog. Well, that's what people want to hear. We got to be real. We got to be raw. I'm raw, fool. I'm not fucking, I'm raw. When I speak, I say real shit. I don't just fucking be sugarcoat shit. But I, I am more careful about what I say, you know. I am sexist. Yes, I am sexist. Uh... Yes, uh, making fun of gay people is funny, yes. And uh, I drop the N-word here and there. It happens. And all with good love, right? So that's a little bit about me. That's what, is, that's what, that's what we got going on, all right? Uh, that's pretty much it for me on this episode, guys. Uh, what I do want to say is June 19th, that's a Saturday, one night only. I will be in Pasadena, Texas, not Cali. There's a Pasadena in California. Ice out. That's not open yet. 
But Texas has a Pasadena as well. Near Houston. I'll be there. One night only. I'll be sharing a flyer. I'll be posting it more often. One night only. Saturday, June 19th. Father's Day weekend. I'm going to fly out early the next day to Father's Day to come get my kids, dog. So they're waiting for... I haven't even told the baby's mom. I'm going to say, this is not going to be pretty. Neither one of them but no, both... Neither one of them know yet, for so that's going to be interesting. I got to break it to them this week sometime. But I am excited to do that. Uh, Jesus did sign up to do, to go with me and feature for me in Yakima, Washington. I'll be in Yakima, Washington featuring Jesus Sepulveda August 22, I believe. It's also Saturday or 21. August 21, Saturday. We'll be in Yakima. All right? Uh, other than that, we got a couple shows here that we're working on. Some are still tentative, but uh, yeah, and I will be opening featuring for Chingo Bling when it comes to Cali food. That's going to be very interesting, very interesting. They reached out, they offered me the spots, the, you know, this and that, and it's hard for me to, first of all, turn down money, and I'm, I'm confident, food. people know that I'm not the red pill guy, I'm not that guy, I'm not with all that politics shit. I am me. I'm just there to entertain and have a good time and get paid and hang out. Chingo Bling's still my boy, dog, all right? He's done a lot for my career. Personally, he's a friend of mine, all right? Whatever he's doing on his agenda, if we're going all fucking, you know, left or right, whatever the fuck that is, right, I believe, out. Hey, that's all him, compa. That's his issue. And I got other shit to focus on, but I'm more than happy to share the stage with him still. All right, let's let's make that be point. I want to make that point. I appreciate him. I love him. That's the homie. All right, no matter what. All right, so I will be there. Uh, July is coming out to July to Cali, for, so I'll be featuring for him, dog. So we'll see how that goes. We'll keep you guys posted. All right, love you guys. Thanks for everything. Uh, Dodgers looking great, right? Dodgers, Lakers, Valieron, Verga. Valieron, what time are 25? All right, let's do this quick. Lakers, Valieron, Verga, away. And they look bad from the beginning. For the Suns are a real fucking team. They're the they're number two seed. I knew, I hated the fact that no people were underestimating them, die. And they're a little too confident. That as long as James and Davis play and they're, and they're healthy, bro, there's still more players than just them, fool. I knew, I knew that. We couldn't win the series without the rest of the players stepping up, fool. And they did not step up, all right? Anthony Davis, what can I tell you, fool? He's injury prone. Looks like he's always going to be injury prone. And we have to get, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think about Anthony Davis, to be honest with you, bro. Because he's a beautiful thing to watch when he's healthy, fool. But I, I I love the fucking, the shade that fucking... Barkley threw at him. They call him street clothes, fool. So accurate, bro. So accurate, dog. And uh, it's a disappointing because we're missing out on on the on LeBron James, right? Because he only has a couple good years left. And we have the right guy next to him, which is Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis can't stay on the court long enough, fool. And that's the problem, right? And all the role players, Valero Verga, way. Valero KCP. Oh, Kuzma, oh my God, Kuzma needs to go, bro. Kuzma needs to go. ASA fucking P. Fool, I'm done with this guy, bro. I'm done. No way. 
Norway. Schroeder, Schrader, 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 he disappointed me, fool. I was really high on this guy in the beginning of the season, bro. He was literally a young Rajon Rondo. I loved his game. I loved everything, his leadership. And he just really, really took big steps backwards as the season went on and in the playoffs, fool. And he was just not there, fool. I think he checked out. Uh, once he turned on the $84 million contract, fool, I was a little disappointed in him because you don't turn down the Lakers, dog. You just don't fall, all right? Um, so that just tells me that he's not fully committed. And obviously, he wants to get as much money as he want, as he can, and that's okay. That's fine. But if the Lakers reach out to you, bro, the Lakers, dog, want you and offer you $84 million for to stick around, fool, and you turn it down, fool, nah, fool. Man, it's best he goes. It's best he goes. The problem is that I don't know who to replace him with, though, because we need a key point card. For we need a Chris Paul type of person, a Ray John Rondo five years ago type of person, though. I don't know who that is. For the Lakers got a lot of changes coming up. Uh, I was I was really hoping for a back to back. A back to back championship would have been beautiful just even to watch him play against the nets would have been awesome to watch him play against the clippers would have been amazing none of that we're getting robbed of all of that because we choked once again and that's not cool for him that's not cool i do trust rob palenka i feel the good changes are gonna happen um yeah the the we had the right team on paper bro they, they just didn't step up wesley matthews a la verga wey. gone bye all right, all these other fools. Fuck, what happened to Andre Drummond, bro? That's another fool I was super high on, dog. I was super high on Andre Drummond, dog. The last real center for the real block, for the guy who can really protect the fucking paint, block shots, make uh, easy layups, 10-footers, 15-footers, dunks, all the beautiful things you need a big man to do in the middle. Agility, strength, speed, a baby shack, basically, full, a little miniature shack, full, and that. Mantras Harrell, I, I never liked that pickup, fool. I didn't like that pickup, fool. I didn't think he was that great with the Clippers. He was just a bundle, a bunch of energy. But other than that, he wasn't really giving you points or anything really consistent, fool. So he didn't do shit for us. He saw we thought. I love Marcus all, but I knew he was going to break down, dog. I knew he, his time was behind him. I love Marcus Gasol because just, I'm just a Marcus Gasol fan, but I knew we weren't getting the Marcus Gasol that I know, and so all these things for a lot of things just ended up doing going really bad, and it was this is not on LeBron, this is not on his ankle, this is not on him, this is on everybody but him for, and hopefully we recover. Hopefully Davis gets his shit together and stays out of the fucking hospital bed fool because this guy's. Oh my goodness! We, yeah, I don't know how. I don't know what's gonna look like after LeBron leaves and we still have Davis with us. I don't think that's gonna end pretty, guys. To be honest with you, I don't think that's gonna end pretty. So we'll go from there, dog. This is gonna be an interesting offseason. It sucks that it ended so early. I really wanted him to see play against the Clippers and, of course, against the Nets. That that sucks. That sucks that we're not gonna see that full Mascana that way. That fucking sucks, dog. So, yeah, Alex Caruso, yes, come back, fool. That motherfucker's a G. He needs to come back, fool. So hopefully we get to sign him, fool, because he, he's he's a big heartbeat of this fucking team, dog, and hopefully he comes back. He's great. He's great. I can't 
that white boy can ball for. Ale pues. Yeah, that kind of, me agüité, güey. Yo solito, güey. <laughs> you know, I don't like to talk about Clinton, but you know what? Fuck it. All right, we'll see what happens. Uh, we still got Dodgers are making this uh, this last Lakers loss a lot better because like, Dodgers are good. They're exciting. They're getting their shit together. They're getting healthier. Hopefully, Seager comes back soon, and I think we'll be all right. Fool. I think we'll be, we're gonna make some changes in the training deadline, and I, I like it. Because I like that. I like that the Padres and the Giants are right on our ass. We're actually we're behind them. They're in front of us right now. I like that because that just keeps the fuel going with the Dodgers. Fool. They don't get fucking lazy. They want to win. They're they're they keep attacking, and I like that. They're not just blowing away their fucking division, and I like it. I like where we're at. We'll be fine. We'll go on five, ten, fifteen game winning streaks and we'll put this shit locked down alright that's pretty much it guys this episode is over 15 minutes this is making up for missing out last week for now I'm sorry once again it won't happen again thank you for listening motherfuckers dog. 50 50 episodes bro 50 episodes dog. damn uh, shout outs to La Perla who wants a shout out? She says she loves my laugh. I, I hate my laugh, dog. Fucking hate it, dog. But if somebody likes it, thank you, Perla. And thanks for listening. That was a quick shout out that fucking uh, I saw before I got on the phone. Thank you, everybody, for all the shit, all the stuff, all the love. Appreciate you, motherfuckers. Uh, send me some questions. Who, what you guys think? Uh, you could DM me on my IG at Comedian Jerry G, or you could send it through the. To the iTunes, I still can't see my stuff, so I rely on people like Christian to help me out with that phone. So we'll go from there. All right, all the best. You guys have a great one. See you guys. Hey.